0: Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 35. I'm your host, As always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How are you doing, Nihal? Wow,
1: that was, uh, that was very enthusiastic. I'm doing pretty well, man. Um, first, we want to apologize for not having an episode last week. Uh, some things came up, but we're back and we're better than ever.
0: We are better than ever. We've got a lot to talk about today. A lot of big picture stuff, but um, there's a lot of big news. Uh, Guess what I'm wearing right now, Niho.
1: Uh, An Ambitious Strike shirt?
0: That would be correct. If you want to check out Ambitious Strike merchandise, then go to AmbitiousStrike.com. There you can get a 15% off on your entire purchase using the code BROTHERS.
1: Yep, go check out AmbitiousStrike.com. That's A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S-S-T-R-Y-K.com. Make sure to go check them out and use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% off discount on your entire order. As always, all of that information will be in the description. Go check them out, guys.
0: Yeah, Uh, why don't we get into the soccer right away? The U.S. Women's National Team qualified for the Olympics by beating Canada... 2-0, 2-0, Lindsay Horan and Tobin Heath with goal scorers.
1: Yeah, I mean, they qualified the match before, but it was the finals um, of the Olympic qualifying tournament. Yep, and the U.S. women's national team uh, had a pretty good time in, in this tournament. Uh, we saw the emergence of a few players like Mallory Pugh, Crystal Dunn scoring five goals in one game, tying a record. Uh, Alex Morgan seems to be back and healthy. He scored a hat-trick against uh, wow, who was it? Um, was it Mexico? Uh, the match uh, the, ma- the match before Canada. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Was it Trinidad? I thought Canada. Oh, no, Canada played Mexico and the U.S. played Trinidad. Yeah. yeah. So she, Alex Morgan had a hat-trick against Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, like I said, Mallory Pugh, Crystal Dunn, Lindsay Horan, as you said, player of the tournament. Fantastic. And it's important to remember that first, there's only 18 spots for the Olympic roster. That's very little. Um... And uh, uh, on top of that, um, Abby Wambach has retired. Lauren Holiday has retired. And Megan Rapinoe was injured in this tournament. So for them, for the U.S. US Women's National Team to pick up where they left off after last summer, or after last summer's World Cup, uh, to have a good tournament like this, to have a good showing, is, is fantastic. And to integrate these younger players uh, into the team is also fantastic. Hopefully, uh, Mallory Pugh and uh, Crystal Dunn, the two I keep on naming, make the team. Um, especially Pugh, who hasn't even played college soccer yet. She just committed to UCLA. LA, which is crazy, uh, and she she was she was uh, seems like the emerging star for the U.S. Women's National Team.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it was a great tournament. The U.S. had eight players named into the uh, Concacaf qualifying best eleven. Yeah. So I mean, and
1: on the flip side, uh, Canada had a good tournament too. Um, I don't know if you saw Christine Lilly's goal against, I think Mexico it was incredible. I mean, what probably. Yeah, incredible! One of the best goals I've ever seen. Um, you know, they still have her up top. They have a couple of other younger players, uh, and I mean, they should be just fine in the Olympic tournament. Uh, it'd be exciting to see them in the final again, like we did four years ago—that uh, crazy four to three win—or in the gold gold medal match. I guess that's what it's called, right? <coughs>
0: yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the U.S. Women's National Team ahead of the Olympics. Now switching over to the U.S. Men's National Team and just this huge tournament in general that's happening over the summer with the 2016 Copa America Centenario. Uh, the groups were drawn. There's three groups, 12 teams. The U.S. was drawn into a group of the U.S., Colombia, Paraguay, and Costa Rica. Uh, many dubbed it the group of death. That's wait, wait,
1: there are four groups. There's, uh, there are sixteen teams in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it won't be a soccer village episode. Yeah, there, like mistake. A, there's like eleven
0: teams in Conmerville <laughs> alone. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Uh,
1: um. Okay, so, so yeah, so, so the U.S. obviously were in Group A. We knew that, um, and the big show on Fox Sports too. Um, there was a draw. Uh US got as you said Colombia, Paraguay and Costa Rica, definitely the hardest group. Um you want to list the other groups?
0: Yeah, uh group B has Brazil, Ecuador, Haiti and Peru. That ma- uh, that group opens up with Brazil versus Ecuador. Uh and then group C you got Mexico, Uruguay, Jamaica, Venezuela and in group D you have Argentina, Chile, Panama and Bolivia. The first game of the tournament will be the U.S. versus Colombia on June 3rd.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's not an easy group by any means. That being said, the U.S., the goal should be getting out of the group. It's not the World Cup group in 2014. Um, this Costa- is our soil, man. We're, we, are, we are home. That's true. Uh, Costa Rica, obviously a very, very good team. Made it to the World Cup quarterfinals. But I still feel as if we should expect to do better than them. Paraguay not doing so hot right now. Uh, you know, I mean, not for the last few years, really. Um, you know, they are 42nd in the world. Uh, not a great play style. I, w- <laughs> I would say, uh, more defensive. Um, you know, obviously, um, uh, there are, there are 10, there are 10 teams in, in, in Bowl, by the way. Um, and all of them qualified. Um, you know they're they're a decent team. They have uh, Daolis Gonzalez um, from Dinamo Kiev. He's a, he's a very good player. Uh, he's a, he's a, he can play on either side of the wing or either wing. Um, excuse me. Uh, they also have Lucas Barrios, um, the striker. He plays in Brazil right now. So you know they're they're a decent team. Costa Rica. You know we, we know we know about them. Uh, like I said, we should still be. Looking to beat them, they still have they still do have players like Joel Campbell, Brian Aviedo, Oscar Duarte, Kaler Navas, Christian Gamboa from West Brom, Brian Ruiz. I mean, these are good players. Um, so I mean, in fact, every every one of uh, Costa Rica's starting lineup, or at least the starting lineup we think they'll have, everyone except for two players play in Europe, um, and eight of them and eight of them play in top, eight of them play in Spain or England. Wow. Um, or seven. Seven play in Spain or England. Oh, no, six. Sorry. <laughs> six play in Spain or England. There's Giancarlo Gonzalez with Palermo and Brian Ruiz for Sporting, Lisbon. Um, so, I mean, they're a strong team. Um, but, like I said, I think our goal should be to beat them. And, of course, we, you know, Colombia. Colombia Uh Colombia. James Rodriguez leads, leads the team. Uh, they also have Carlos Baca, uh, Luis Mariel, Freddy Guarín, you know, these players, uh, these very, very good players. Maybe some MLS players get into the mix. Um, Fabian Castillo. uh, That'd be be really cool to see Fabian Castillo play for the Colombian national team. Um, But, you know, at first I was like, oh, here we go again, another tough group. But I think in terms of what we want out of this tournament, I think this is a good thing. I think it's a good thing to have a group like this and to really test ourselves. Um, Obviously, it wouldn't wouldn't be great for the program uh, if we don't go through on home soil. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of buzz around this tournament, especially if players like Leo Messi and uh, Neymar are in in America. So it would be great for us to advance. But I think in terms of the program and setting benchmarks, as Jurgen Klinsmann likes to do, uh, this is a... This is a good thing. I think being drawn to this group is a good thing. It's going to be a tough match. Um, I can see us getting seven points. Uh, I can see us getting three points. Or even, like, one or two points. So, it, it's, it's <laughs> sort of like the World Cup in that way. I mean,
0: I, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's a good... Because ta- on paper, I think we're the third best team in this group. And... But in most World Cup groups, I would expect us to advance to the, round of, the six, round of 16. So I don't think it would be bad. Or bad I, don't, I don't think it would, be, it would be bad to get, like, an easier group and then lose in, like, the, the quarterfinals.
1: No, I mean, obviously that's not bad. But, I mean, I think it's worth it to play these types of – this type of competition, especially if we lose out in the Olympic qualifiers. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, uh, you know, maybe if players like Christian Pulisic and Jordan Morris are there and they get that kind of experience, that's invaluable. Because, you know, as much as I want to do well in this tournament, you know, I'm glad we have an easier group in World Cup qualifying. Uh, Not that, you know, not that we should ever struggle qualifying for the World Cup, at least at this point in CONCACAF's history. But you know, I'm more grateful for that, and I'm and I'm glad we have this opportunity as a fan base to play Colombia in our first match uh, since the World Cup. We re- we haven't had that caliber of an opponent, so I'm I'm excited in in, in a meaningful match. I also want to include Mexico in in the uh, what what was it called? What do they call it? The the Gold Cup? Oh, the CONCACAF CONCACAF Cup. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, I mean. I don't know. I want to see Jurgen Klinsmann play a different style of soccer. I don't want it to be like the Mexico match because we got absolutely dominated. We got played off the field. We were lucky to be in extra time.
0: If we if we were in Group D instead of Bolivia, don't you think that would be harder?
1: But, but Sahil...
0: No, we, no, No no. Well, you said before. Sorry, we were, like talking before this, and you said like this is like one of the hardest possible. Like
1: so we couldn't be in Bolivia's spot. We were we were in Pot A. We, we we're the host of the tournament, so we're group A, A one.
0: Right, right.
1: That means Yeah. That means we could have drawn in pot B, Colombia, Ecuador, Uruguay or Chile. Um and pot C, Costa Rica, Haiti, Jamaica, Panama, and, and pot D or pot four, excuse me, two, three, four, Paraguay, Peru, Venezuela, Bolivia. Uh I mean pot two Colombia, Ecuador, Uruguay, Chile, all good teams. Um, Ecuador on top of Comdenable qualifying right now. Colombia, obviously a very good team. Chile, the Copa America champions. Uruguay, players like Luis Suarez uh, and others. Um, So, I mean, Edson Cavani. So, I mean, you know, it's always going to be a tough one there. Uh, You still have to say Ecuador is probably the easiest opponent. Pot. Three, Costa Rica clearly the hardest opponent. I mean Haiti, Jamaica, Panama don't even come close to Costa Rica's level. Uh and then obviously, you know, pop four sort of the bottom of, of uh a Uh yeah, I mean they're all not they're all not great. I think probably Venezuela is the worst team though. So uh overall, you know I mean it'll be an interesting tournament. I, I think I think if we had any other group if we were any other groups play or in any other you know pot A's team place it would be an absolute failure if we didn't advance but if you know if we come in third and we lose on goal differential or by a point i you know i think people will be more understanding that being said i think it has to be our goal to i think it has to be our goal to get out i i don't think our goal, our goal can't be to compete i mean do you agree um, I mean
0: I, yeah, I mean, our goal should be to get out. I I don't know. I mean,
1: sh-
0: I think we would have to be playing like above okay. our talent level true to true or false. Out. this
1: group is harder this group is harder than our World Cup group. True, really you think so? Yeah. I, Actually, I, I, I guess I guess it's I don't possible. Know how
0: highly I rate Portugal, honestly.
1: I guess that's possible, yeah. <laughs> and then Ghana, I mean... Ghana's better than Paraguay. Yeah, well, I guess maybe you're right. It's a tough group. It's definitely pro- It's one of the worst-case scenarios. Because
0: wouldn't you say that we're the second-most talented group in, in Group G from
1: the World Cup, but we're the third-most talented team in this group? You're the second most talented team in group. No, you're the fourth most talented team. Talented in what? In in group in group D of the World Cup.
0: G, yeah, or group well, G. Okay,
1: I uh, don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Where, where do we have Andre Ayew or Silly Montari or well, Christian I think I, I think
0: I think yeah. They don't we, don't. we don't. We didn't have players that played in Europe. I mean, sure.
1: I think those but, guys start on the U.S. national team. At least at the time. I mean, right now, Fabian Johnson will probably I mean, start. Clint, on
0: a- Clint Dempsey was a different player.
1: Yeah, I mean, Portugal. I, okay. I don't I know mean, how you guess, can say we're more talented than Portugal, though.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really talking about individual talent. I guess. I,
1: was, I mean, even, even, even aside, even aside from Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, I mean, I guess it's close, maybe.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, we, we, I guess we were the least talented team. I, I, I guess I just meant best third. Or
1: yeah, best, I would second. say we were second best. I expected to get out of the group. I, I know you probably remember me saying that before the World Cup started. Um, I didn't. Ex-
0: I don't know if I expected it. I, I, I predicted that we would get second in the group, four points. Nice. <laughs> but, but but I didn't predict because. Uh,
1: I mean, we could have made it easier on ourselves nice by nice just nice. beating Portugal. I mean, We don't really need to talk about the World Cup in depth. It's just, you know, <laughs> this, not a great group. Or not a great draw. But it's an exciting tournament. It's almost here, man. Four months away. Not even four months away. Three and a half months away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely really excited. Do you want to predict the other groups?
1: Do I want to predict the other groups? Brazil and Ecuador go through. Mexico and Uruguay go through. And Argentina wow. and Chile go
0: through. That's really exciting. Okay.
1: I do. I mean, do you do you see do you see it playing out any differently? Sure, I I can see. uh, Well, (laughs) I didn't even. I I think Colombia and the U.S. get through in Group A. I didn't even.
0: So so every pot A and pot B team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I usually don't do that, but I think I mean, I think, I think it's a distinct possibility, and I, I mean, not even a distinct possibility. I think it's very probable. I mean, well, what other team... Uh, do you think Mexico is
0: a surefire shot at qualifying?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, do you think Jamaica maybe can compete? Venezuela's not that good. I mean, yeah. I think I think, I think think Mexico
0: could win their group. I'm. This is the first competitive tournament for Mexico in a while. So I mean, there was the Gold Cup. Or sorry, not in a while, since Miguel Herrera. Uh... So, you know, we'll see how they do. I mean, they still beat us Oh, that's and true. But, um, yeah. yeah, out of any, out of any pot A team to fall, I would predict them to be the one.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, really? Not
0: us? Oh, yeah, I forgot about us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am totally yeah. Uh yeah um and then okay yeah i'll I'll agree with you there then uh, so obviously you know it makes sense to use the biggest stadiums for this tournament um you know to, to there's people coming in from the, the Americas you know there's going to be a lot of attendance, basically, but does it disappoint you that there's not more soccer specific stadiums in the fixtures?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, we don't get to showcase those stadiums. It's disappointing, but I mean, it was foolish to ever think it'd be any other way. I, I mean, that's all I could really say. You know, I, I feel like we should. I feel like we should be playing on on in soccer specific stadiums, or at least those that are built for soccer. Um but I mean, it's it's not going to happen as long as long as those, you know, if if Brazil is playing, if Argentina is playing Chile, there's no way they're going to there's no way they're going to go to a stadium with twenty thousand seats or fifteen thousand seats. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really know what else I can say. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with you. I, it was just interesting. I just I just wanted to, I was. Somehow hoping that we could watch a game in Columbus.
1: I mean, we can we can head to Chicago.
0: Yeah, Soldier Field has a lot of games. Uh, do we have a yeah game the, U- in the group stage?
1: Yeah, the U.S. is playing yeah. June seventh.
0: Costa Rica. Yeah,
1: Costa Rica. I mean, that's a good match.
0: Yeah, that'll be exciting. I mean, it, w- it would be cool. I mean, we could we could also go to Philadelphia to see them play in Paraguay. Since like you wouldn't you could see them play Costa Rica in the U.S. every Gold Cup. I mean. I, I mean, not every Gold Cup, but... Yeah.
1: I mean, is not really.
0: I, you have more of a chance than seeing them play Paraguay in a competitive tournament.
1: You can see them play every... In the U.S. You can see them at play every hex. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean...
0: I mean, I'm just saying you have a lot... I mean, don't you have a lot more opportunities
1: to yeah, play Costa Rica? Yeah, but I don't, don't want to watch Paraguay USA. I'd rather watch Costa Rica USA. Well, this is this such a pointless discussion? <laughs> No, I mean, you should have just tried to counter me what you said. Okay.
0: Um, moving on to the FA Cup uh, in England. Uh, did the quarterfinal stage is set? Uh, I mean, mostly. I mean, well, yeah, mostly. We still have Hull City versus Arsenal to decide uh, who is going to play Watford. But uh, other than that, Man United versus West Ham, Reading versus Crystal Palace, and Everton versus Chelsea are the fixtures. Um
1: Yeah, I think I think the most compelling game is Everton versus Chelsea. I'm not just saying that because I'm an Everton fan. I think, uh, I mean, Man Man United, uh, Manchester United, West Ham is also a is a is is an interesting matchup. Um, I don't. I think whoever comes out of Everton versus Chelsea wins the tournament. That's my genuine belief. Um, Manchester United. Not playing so well. Just beat Shrewsbury three nothing today. Reading versus Crystal Palace. Maybe Crystal Palace can go on a dream run. Um, you know, if Arsenal beats Hull, then obviously they always have a chance. But I, th- I, I really do think the winner of Everton Chelsea is going to win this tournament. Uh, disappointing draw for both those teams, though. You'd have to say. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm I, as some of you know, I'm an Everton fan. Was definitely ho- was definitely hoping for. You know, anyone but Chelsea, I would have taken Man United uh, or, I mean, even Arsenal or Hall. Um, Chelsea's playing so well right now. They beat Manchester City 5 to 1. Uh, they just seem to be on fire. And our boy Matt Miyazaka made the bench this weekend.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Uh, yeah, and th- th- speaking of Everton, th- there's other news that Tim Howard has recently lost his starting spot as keeper and he's in talks with clubs in MLS.
1: I mean, him losing his starting spot was always uh, in the cards. Joel Robles, uh, good run of form, has been better for the last year. Uh, Tim Howard has not been great. Um, so that was always going to happen. But, uh, there, you know, Tim Howard has been linked with the Colorado Rapids for quite some time now. A story came out today that um, he's demanding $20 million over four years for a 37-year-old keeper. I mean, he... That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I can, I don't know, if, I don't think Colorado, I don't think Colorado wants to do that, to be honest. Uh, I mean, Tim Howard, yeah, you know, he has the name name recognition from the World Cup, you know, probably would come and effectively be the best keeper in MLS, you'd have to say. Uh, right? I mean, is there anyone else really, you know, Nick Romando's there? Bill Hamid. Bill Hamid. Yeah, I, I mean, Bill, um, Bill Hamid's injured. Um, I guess when Tim Howard comes, though, it would be, he would not, Bill Hamid would hopefully be back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, $5 million a year? Like, that's Michael Bradley and Jovinko money almost. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that's kind of crazy to ask that.
1: Yeah.
0: And we don't even know if he'll be viable for MLS in four years. I mean, I don't know.
1: You're right, right. tough. I, I mean, it's... he probably will be, but the keepers in MLS are not that great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true, but it's, it's a lot of money. Um,
1: yeah. So was- we have
0: uh, other American news in England. Heinemann is getting some interest from top-tier top-flight English teams.
1: Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know who Emerson Heineman is, he's a central midfielder for Fulham. Played for in the U-20 World Cup for the U.S. over the summer. Was that this summer? Yeah, it was this summer. Wow. It seems like so long ago. Um, and uh, playing for the U-23s right now. Um, yeah, Manchester United. Looks like the favorites to sign uh, him. Heinman had a falling out with Fulham. Has only played ten matches this year. After getting consistent playing time last year, has really been at odds with the club. Um, so it was really, you know, he, he'll leave on a free transfer most likely. Um, Manchester United wanted him. Report there reports that uh, Bayern they they're going to beat out Bayern Munich, Wolfsburg, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, you know, a couple. Of, I think West Ham was there. Um, so you know, he's a good he's a good player, and he's getting a lot of lot of recognition. Uh, his He's got a bright future uh, in in the central of of whatever midfield he's playing in, especially the U.S. midfield. And the U.S. central midfield is looking bright for the future. You know, if you have players like Will Trapp, uh, Perry Kitchen, Emerson Heinemann, Gideon Zolhalem, Christian Pulisic can play in the center. Obviously, Michael Bradley's probably going to be there for another seven, eight years if he stays healthy. Um, So, you know, it's it's exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, did, did you mention he was 19 years old?
1: No, but I mean, he played in the U twenty World Cup.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Yeah, uh, yeah he's he, he's definitely someone to look out for. Um, all right, moving on. Radamel Falcao is linked with MLS.
1: Yeah, um, more I say sp-
0: MLS, but I mean, Mo- they do kind of control the transfers. Yeah,
1: though. I mean, more specifically linked <laughs> to Columbus Crew SC. Uh, I mean, I guess Kai Kamara is in transfer or is in a contract dispute with Columbus. So if they get Falcao. They could deal Kamara. Don't know if that's a good option or, you know. Um, Yeah, I mean, whatever the crew, whatever Crew SC does, you know, I'll support. Um, So I I think it'd be great for Crew SC, it'd be great for MLS. Um, Jose Peckerman, the coach for Columbia says you know if as long as he's as long as his players are playing in a competitive league he'll give them looks he considers MLS a competitive league with the call up of uh, Fabian Castillo you know he's on record as saying that so it could be good to revive his uh, career his international career over the um, before the Copa America uh, also reported that he's willing to look at the MLS, uh, look at the MLS offers. Um, Ahead of Chinese offers, even if that means he's getting less money. So that's an interesting development there. In the end, though, money kind of talks. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that if if it means getting rid of Kamara, I'm just not sure it's the option. I mean, if you know he can score in MLS, you know he can perform that well. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean...
0: It's definitely a transfer that MLS would want to happen, but I don't know if it's the right move for Kuresti. Yeah,
1: I mean... I'm neutral about it. Whatever happens, like I said, I'll support the team. I mean <laughs>
0: what? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean I'm just Are you <laughs> saying that like they'll support because they're your team, you're about you get behind every decision they make. Uh
1: I'm just gonna leave it at that.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you saying because of this specific situation, like you really wouldn't mind either option?
1: I mean I really wouldn't mind either option.
0: Okay, uh, good. Because like
1: I, okay. I mean, obviously, I think it'd be exciting to see Falcao. Kai Kamara is a proven option, as you said, you know. So it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult situation, um, but if you, I don't know, if if, Fal, if if Kai Kamara is unhappy, then I mean, obviously, Falcao is a wonderful option. So
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so sticking in MLS, Obafemi Martins is going to a Chinese club by the name of Shanghai Shenua. Uh, pretty big loss for Saunders.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do have Nelson Valdez. Um, the uh, He's para, you know, the Paraguayan striker um, to link up with Quint Dempsey. Obviously signed Jordan Morris. Maybe good for him. He'll get yeah. more playing time. Um, but yeah, big loss for MLS. You know, I know people say, oh, if I'm a crew fan, why does it impact MLS? Um, I mean, I get what you're saying, that being said, I'm also you know I'm also a fan of the league. I want to see I want to see us retain the best players. I mean the same people who say that are the people who are like, MLS is not a top tier league. obviously it's not, but I mean, if you don't care that we're losing some of our best players, then how are we ever going to get there? You know what I mean? I just don't understand that logic. Um, but, you know, he's such a fun player to watch watch play, uh, and he's been successful in this league for the time he's been here. Really part of one of the main reasons to why um, Seattle has become such a powerhouse, an integral part of that attack, uh, you know, sort of tapered off this last year. Um, definitely, definitely did not perform as well as he did in 2014. Um, and a pretty low transfer fee, right? $3 million or $5 million, something like that. And I just, you know, I just feel like, I don't get it. I don't get why MLS transfer fees are so low. I feel like he's worth way more than that. Um, I mean, Matt Miazga only $5.5 I don't, I just don't understand. Um, I guess I probably value MLS players higher than actual scouts or whatever, but don't you think $3 million or $5 million, do- either one of those, five, that million dollars, doesn't that seem kind of low for you? for for a striker of Obafemi Martin's quality? Um, well... I mean, I guess since, he's kind of older. Jesse
0: Saunders paid $4 million for him. I,
1: yeah, but, I mean, he... He's pretty old. I, I don't know. I mean,
0: he's pretty old. I don't know. He's, like, 30. Yeah, he, he definitely could, could go for higher. He's probably being paid insane wages from, like, an Obafemi Martin's point of view. So...
1: Yeah, but, well, it would be interesting yeah. to see if uh, Seattle brings in another DP during the summer. Um, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I personally hope that you know Valdez, Morris, and Dempsey can can stay the forward, so Jordan Morris can get some playing time. Right. What do you do? You think over under fifteen goals for Morris this year? Actually, that's pretty ambitious.
1: All comp- all competitions?
0: Let's just say, MLS.
1: MLS. I would say under. I mean, I'd be really happy with like ten to twelve, like if he got that. I just, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that he'll be a very, very good player. I just stay away from being super optimistic about goals since Josie Altador went to Sunderland. <laughs> I, I mean, mean how I, many goals
0: did you say you'd have?
1: Like fifteen or sixteen. I yeah. I you mean, you can't act like you weren't high on Josie Altador after that summer.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I expected, I expected better out of him.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, this this is a whole interesting thing with for. I mean, do you think Ch- Ch- the Chinese Super League has surpassed MLS? I think the top level talent maybe.
0: Yeah, I have. To, I mean, to be honest, I don't. I don't think I could tell you because I mean we hear about these big signings, but like MLS has gotten better in terms of. Just, you know, the depth and well, okay. the rotation players. Team. Right.
1: I, I would say the average—I don't think you can dispute this at all. The average American player is better than the average Chinese player. Wait, are um, we talking about national teams now? Well, no, but, I mean, Wait. the most, most of the leagues are Americans. The most of the MLS is Americans, most okay. of the Chinese league is Chinese. Is Chinese.
0: Okay, yeah. So
1: I'm saying the average American player is clearly better. Uh, We qualify for World Cups in arguably a tougher qualifying uh, tournament. Uh, I mean, I think so. I think there are better teams in CONCACAF than there are – at least the top teams in CONCACAF are better than the top teams in Asia. And I think the World Cup is a testament to that, the World Cup results. Um, So, I mean – that's what right now makes us better. But, I mean, if you're signing players like Jackson Martinez, Ramirez, Alex Teixeira, um, who are the other ones? They signed Polinio last year. You know, they're taking Obis Martins. I mean, these are players in their prime.
0: Javino.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Javino. Yeah. Wait, uh, I think
0: he, he might be at the same uh, – uh, yeah. uh, I think he's at Beijing. Never mind.
1: And MLS can't, MLS can't compete with these transfer fees. Um, Ramirez, twenty eight and a half million dollars. Uh, Alex Teixeira was somewhere like 50, right? Somewhere in the fifties. Um, Atletico Madrid, 45.8 million. I mean, that's, I mean, MLS, MLS is, at least at this point, is not going to come anywhere near to that. Those types of transfer fees. Um, I am hoping they add the league to FIFA, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that would be cool, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I think that if MLS, if, if we're still having this discussion and MLS has that much less money uh, than China, then it's just a testament to how well MLS is doing for what they have right now and that maybe some of these restrictions that MLS is making is okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens to the Chinese league. We'll see how it plays out, right? If 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 they're able to sustain this type of spending, if they can, you know, eventually lure players, you know, and if if better and better players in the, in in their prime or when they're younger go, um, you know, the price tag for the for subsequent players will be lower, um, at least in terms of salary, because if there are so many good players there, players will want to eventually play there, right? Um, I think, I definitely think, oh man, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to really say this, but I definitely think that if, if MLS had the same amount of money as, as the Chinese League does, if, if, if MLS clubs spent the, the same amount, the U.S., living in the U.S. is a much more enticing option than living in China, I would say. Uh, agree yes. or, dis- or disagree? Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's why players want to come here, right? Uh, at the end of their well, I mean, career, if we, a,
0: if we had that much money, then we could be competing with like European top leagues. I would say, in terms of luring in players, even in their prime.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably. We'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we eventually get there. I, I don't think this. I don't think this affects MLS too mm-hmm. much. I think we've talked about this before. You know, in twenty years, the, the strongest leagues might be. You know, it might be MLS, the Chinese Super League, the Indian Super League. I mean, that's where the money is. I'm not saying it'll happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility, especially if, if some of these European clubs kind of implode and are unable to keep up with the spending. And that's why I, th- I, I really do think that the the approach MLS is taking in terms of spending is good. I'd like to see a little bit looser restrictions. I think a little bit of a higher salary cap, maybe going up to $10 million might be good. Um it's still around the 4.5 to 5 million area. I think that's just really low. Uh obviously that doesn't include in, that doesn't include DPs, but you know, maybe at a fourth DP. I just think, you know, some of these restrictions, especially especially this year when we've lost so many ro- like co- really good role players like Jorge Viafania, Juninho, Omar Gonzalez um, I mean, I don't want to say role players because these are top players at their position in the league, but you know, not the big name players. Um, yeah, uh, you know, having that fourth DP spot, being able to maybe shell out some more money. I know they added targeted allocation money, maybe beneficial for the league. And I know that's something we were both hoping for in in the last collective bargaining agreement. We both wanted uh, a fourth DP, um, and I think a lot of I, I think a lot of fans wanted that, but. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. You know, I think I think we're doing fine. I really do. Um, they, they did open up a
0: spot like in
1: between a DP and a regular player, right? Yeah, yeah that's what that's the targeted allocation money. It's like oh, right, it's right, kind right. of uh, the TAM rule. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, really, if we get if we get some of our, like, billionaires, American billionaires, to invest in MLS clubs, maybe we can do this, you know? Get Bill Gates on the phone. Is Bill, does Bill Gates own a share of Seattle? Uh, I, I feel no like idea. he does. Isn't that why, like, Xbox is a sponsor? I mean, I know he doesn't work for Microsoft anymore, but I don't know. Um, Drew Carey yeah, does. Can... Drew Carey does. Drew Carey owns a stake in Seattle. Obviously, Robert Kraft owns the... Paul owner. Allen... Yeah. Uh, okay. So he really?
0: Yeah, he has a thing in Sounders, I think.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I, just, I just,
1: I just want an owner who's willing to just spend. Obviously, the NYCFC owners have money.
0: Do You want one team to have a ton of money? I mean, I guess that'd be better. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what I was, what I was gonna say uh, before is that when you said in twenty years that Premier League teams might implode, now my, my prediction is that. You're right. Like, it's going to become less financially viable because these teams are overspending. But I think at that point, the FAA is going to turn more—or, like, let's just use the Premier League for an example. The FAA will turn more into what the MLS is, and they're going to have to start helping out the clubs and linking. Because the demand is too high for for, for the Premier League to not be a top league at that point.
1: But, uh, okay. Um, do you think they'll have more restrictions on non-English players? I think that's a possibility. More. Another thing we didn't talk about was the Premier League's new logo type thing, where like it can change colors for the jerseys. Did you see that? No. I mean, what does that sound like to you?
0: I, what?
1: what league did that first, MLS? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but But yeah, I mean, I think they could put more restrictions on foreign-based players.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right now, the, the restrictions are, are mainly free, are just like passport issues, <laughs> right. not actual. Well, I mean, okay,
1: you, you look at the top team. I mean, Leicester has Leicester has English players. They have Jamie Vardy. Uh, I mean, Drinkwater is is English, maybe. I think so. Um, I mean, you have Manchester City. You have um, Raheem Sterling, Joe Hart. You. United, not really a top team. Arsenal, you have Jack Wilshere, Theo Walcott, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I mean, Kieran Gibbs. But players, you know that... Back. Well back, yeah. Well back. Um, but, I mean, still, they're not, like, the stars of their teams, right? Right, yeah. Um, Liverpool, you have a couple more. You have James Milner. I mean, Jordan Henderson. Uh, I mean, really, you look at teams like Everton... They have a lot of, you know, a lot of English players, a lot of players who will play for the English team. John Stones, Leighton Baines, Phil Jagielka, Ross Barkley. Um, you know, so I don't know. Yeah.
0: All right. Why don't we well, move into the top five Americans abroad? A weekly segment where my brother breaks down the top five American performances by coaches or players in Europe, or not in Europe, just abroad.
1: Yeah, it could be Mexico. Um, not a great weekend. Last weekend was much better, but we didn't get to talk about it. Um, and even midweek was better. But uh, at number five, we have Bob Bradley La Havre. Um His the team he's coaching in League 2, got a, a huge one zero win over Creti- Cretiel Cretiel Cretiel. Oh my! I'm not even. i um, <laughs> not even trying. I, I know. I I'm, it was. I haven't taken French in like a long time. Um, so. You know, not
0: even French. I mean, league 2 sides are ways okay, so that we
1: could all So, uh, Bob Bradley's team, La'Ave, is in, uh, currently in fourth place. Just two points from a promotional spot. So, good for him. Number four, Paul Ariola, another U20 player, uh, came on for Club Tijuana in the 86th minute uh, and had an assist, the equalizing assist, um, and, you know, in a 1-1 draw versus Morelia. Morelia, Morelia, right? You know Spanish?
0: Um, that's how I would guess it, yeah.
1: Morelia. I mean, Spanish is pretty straightforward. But
0: yeah. um, If there was an accent, it would be morelia. Yeah,
1: but, but there's yeah. no accent. Why would you I even know. say, why would you even I say know. that? If there was an accent on the O, it would be morelia. <laughs> I mean, <what? laughs> we do have hypothetical accents all day.
0: Yeah, I was just kind <laughs> of map it out in my head. Just go on. Number three. <laughs> number
1: three, William Yarbrough. The goalkeeper, a goalkeeper many forget about, probably should be in the picture for the U.S. Na- national team, especially with Bill Hamid's injury, the demise of Guzan and Tim Howard, started and uh, made only one save, but it was a 5-1 to one win, win over Toluca. Uh, Club León, currently in second place in Liga MX. Number two, Edgar Castillo uh, started. He played the full 90, went the full 90 minutes, and scored a goal the left back in Monterrey's 5-1 victory versus Veracruz. Um, Edgar Castillo, a player we forget, um, probably done with the U.S. national team, but never know. You never know. And then number one, Christian Pulisic, the one we all love, started played the first half in of Dortmund's 1-0 win. Well, wait, let me rephrase that. He started and played a, f- a half in Borussia Dortmund's 1-0 win versus Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, unfortunately, only played one half, but it's great to see him play. Jürgen Klinsmann said um, he's not sure if he's ready, if Christian Pulisic is ready for for the full national team. Not going to say I disagree, but, I mean, he's played in five matches in the Bundesliga right now, and you called up a college kid, like, a year ago. And Bobby Wood. <laughs> but Bobby Wood's playing and scoring goals, Sahil. At least he's playing at a professional level.
0: Okay, I, but didn't Jordan Morris went to the U.S. national team and scored goals?
1: I mean, okay, but... And we, yeah, we always yeah, no, knew I that he agree, played for
0: Sounders.
1: Uh, I mean, but, but, I mean, how, I just don't understand the contradictory nature of his comments. Like, I really do not understand it.
0: Oh no! no, no. Oh, yeah, you just call. Up that's Pulisic. that's
1: what I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about. Has
0: he ever made the fans happy before?
1: No, but like, how can you rationalize calling up Julian Green to a World Cup, but say Christian Pulisic might not be ready? I think
0: it would make us more comfortable if you just told us that he was that Julian Green went to like, to like, so that she would play for the U.S. instead of Germany.
1: Ah uh, no, that'd be awful. I I I, I, okay. I don't think well, you can then, come out and say
0: that. I mean, that's probably it then. That's probably, you probably can't ration. No,
1: yeah, I know. That's Sorry true. That. That's yeah. true. That's true. Any comments on my top five? Agree? Disagree?
0: Uh, I mean, you weren't lying when you said this is pretty disappointing. Yeah, true. There's only one, yeah, there's one goal on this list, and it's by a player who's probably not going to break back into the U.S. national team. And I mean,
1: last week we had Bobby Wood, Aaron Schoenfeld scoring His second goal in a row. I think Miguel Abara scored. Uh, Bedoya was getting assists. Fabian Johnson scored last week. (laughs) But we didn't have a pod, so. I mean... It's just a bad... It was a lull... In an overall good few weeks for Americans abroad. Not a great weekend. I'm not too worried about it.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's going to be exciting to see if we can see Pulisic starting more games. Yeah. Um... I think if he's not starting in Royce's position, then he might be able to get some more playing time. But it's just cool, you know, to see Royce coming on for him. That's that's awesome. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, Pulisic, exciting, exciting player. Um, I mean, I'm just excited, man. I want to I mean, see him. are we
0: going to get a Bob Bradley spot in the top five every time he wins?
1: <laughs> no. What are you saying? I haven't had him on for, like, weeks.
0: No. Okay, at least two podcasts ago. No. Which is three weeks ago.
1: No. Okay, Sahil. I mean, wh- who had a better weekend? Fabian Johnson played 90 minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I i don't know. I, I don't... I You know, I didn't watch Fabian Johnson play, but if you read into it, he might have... Just because he didn't have an assist or a goal, he might have had a better game than, like...
1: Yeah, but Bob Bradley, I mean, he he's moving up. He's close to promotion.
0: Okay. I, I guess... Yeah,
1: I guess. I just want, well, you know, it's, it's also good to keep the fans updated on Bob Bradley.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he's not, okay. Right.
1: I don't think yeah. he'll, I don't think, I mean, unless he, he he like wins a league or something, I don't think he'll ever be higher than five. Maybe he will, I don't know, don't hold me to that.
0: I feel like he already has been higher than five. I not when, so. when he signed for Lecoma.
1: No, I really don't think that was...
0: A, okay, we'll have to go back. I mean, I was there. contemplating
1: putting Matt Miazga there because he made the bench. <laughs> I mean, which, you know.
0: Actually, I can't wait for a Premier League review show where, where we go back and look at a...
1: I just think, pre-season. like, you know, it's a little bit unfair, but Fabian Johnson, because of the form he's on, you know, not not scoring a goal or having an assist, a direct assist, you know, I think kind of hurts him. Do you have a hockey assist? Uh, I I can't remember if it was this week or last week. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll look forward to this segment again next week. Before we go, we have to talk about the amazing sports apparel brand named Ambitious Strike. If you want to check out their merchandise, then go to AmbitiousStrike.com. If you want to get 15% off on your entire purchase, then enter the code BROTHERS at checkout. It's a great deal. It helps you. It helps us. It helps Ambitious Strike.
1: Yep. Go check out ambitiousstrike.com. The link is always in the description. Do we have anything else?
0: Uh, yeah. We apologize for making a podcast last week. My brother and I were both out of town.
1: For not uh, ma- for not making a podcast. Th- that's what I said. You said for making a podcast.
0: No, I think I just cut out because I cause you cut out for a second too. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> This is why, when I asked you with, on that Carlos Mejica show whether you're excited to be filming right next to me, you should have said yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't film, but sure. Okay, we're... <laughs> uh, we have
0: an email for this podcast at soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter that's at soccerbrospod. We also
1: Brothers have an Twi- Instagram. We also have an Instagram at soccerbrospod. Okay, mention- yeah. You never just mention it with Twitter, they're both the same handle.
0: Okay. Our Twitter and Instagram is at Soccer Bros Pod. Our brother's Twitter is at BigTimeBrownie. Mine is at ASR underscore Wait, now do I need to mention our individual Instagrams? No. <laughs> we're on Google Play. Review and rate us on iTunes. Comment, like, follow us on SoundCloud. Um, we on Facebook, too.
1: All social medias. Follow us everywhere. All
0: relevant social medias. We're Fo- on-
1: follow Ambitious Strike as well on Twitter. Um, at Ambitious underscore Strike, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, are we good. I apologize. I was pretty poor in this episode. <laughs> the most important thing is the U.S. women's national team is going to Brazil. Man, we are going to Brazil. We are going to Brazil. You know, join right, I mean? me. We are going. We are going. We are going to Brazil. God, I love that song.
0: The Olympics are in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I just thought of the connection. Like I was wondering why you were singing it before this podcast. Like I wasn't. Exactly, oh,
1: yeah, I, wasn't I was exactly
0: sure. sure. I just thought you were kind of like reminiscent of. <laughs> oh, okay. But I feel like we need to start. I feel like we shouldn't mention the World Cup anymore. Okay. Um, I feel like we need to move past it. Now the, pre-
1: the previous World Cup?
0: Yeah, the men's, the men's, World Cup. We can still talk about the women's World Cup. I mean, we won it and it was more recent. But
1: yeah, well, we have the Copa America. We have the Olympics yeah. uh, for the men's and women's. It's gonna be exciting summer.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, uh, we still
1: have <laughs> we still have to finish off the rest of the European seasons, and MLS is starting, so there's that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: every <laughs> there's gonna be so much that happens in between. Then uh, we have Champions League games this week. We're gonna cover those for you. Oh yeah, uh, are
1: we gonna do predictions?
0: Okay, fine. We can do quick predictions.
1: Let's just do Barcelona Arsenal.
0: Uh, the other one, game's good too.
1: What Juventus uh, Bayern. Bayern?
0: Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. So Arsenal versus Barcelona at home Tuesday at two forty-five. I'm gonna say Arsenal one, Barcelona one.
1: You know, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted to pick Arsenal. I but or to you know even pick a draw. But I just don't. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that front three is too good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two-two draw though. I'm gonna go two-two draw. Okay,
0: and yeah. Juventus hosts Bayern Munich. Juventus had their first draw. I think they ended a 15-game winning streak. Winning. <laughs> on, only in Serie A with a 0-0 draw uh, in the weekend. Uh, I still think that they'll give Bayern a fight, but I, I'm going to say Bayern wins on the road 3-1. to uh,
1: Yeah, I was going to say
0: 3-0. What? I mean, I guess not that big of a difference. It's <laughs> kind of disrespecting Serie A.
1: No, 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 no. Not at all. Honestly, not at all. I think I think right now, Juventus is focused on securing a Champions League spot and getting back into the league title or the Scudetto lead. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Bayern Munich has all but locked up a title at this point.
0: That's true, that's true. So, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up the episode. Uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Yep, see you next week. back.